If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Well, hello, everybody. That's right. It's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's happening as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. Now, we're right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and you've probably figured out by listening to some of our most previous episodes that we have thrown the formula of releasing an episode on the 1st and 15th of each month kind of out the door because there are no sports happening right now and uh, we all kind of have bigger fish to fry. Uh, We've tried to bring you some information as best we can with whatever topics we can kind of find and and discuss and and debate and so on and so forth and um, it's definitely been uh, nothing short of a challenge but uh, we, you know, we, we all get by and we're all, we're all doing fine and whatnot. So, uh, we just wanted to bring you yet another episode, uh, as, as apropos as it can be. Uh, first and foremost, let me, uh, let me say that I'm flying solo because our producer engineer, uh, Mr. Sean Ryan is at the very, very end of a battle with bronchitis so we obviously wish him the best, and uh, he will obviously be producing this episode, but uh, we're trying to uh, keep his voice to a minimum, not because we don't like to hear him talk, but uh, because we don't like to hear him talk. I'm kidding. We want him to, uh, to heal quickly and uh, obviously not regress or anything like that. And as someone who has had bronchitis before, I can tell you that I get it, and um, you know, I don't, want, I don't want him to be fighting anything beyond what he has to fight. So uh, let's get all that out of the way. Also, uh, as always, you can check us out through the, uh, the interwebs, as they say. Uh, please email the show. The email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org. You can go to our website, osipfoundation.org, and through the website or through email, you can get in touch with the show, submit your stories of sportsmanship, you know, respond to comments, anything you want to do. You can also get us on social media. Uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash OSA Foundation and then Twitter and Instagram are both at OSA Foundation with the hashtag how you play the game. So I was trying to figure out what would make a good topic of sportsmanship as we are here in the middle of this pandemic. You know, it's it we're, we're coming to the end of the month of April of 2020 you know we are approaching you know the the nicer parts of spring without any sense of normalcy there are no sports no entertainment our world is shut down and we have to find some semblance of of normalcy as best we can and you know i i i I tried to to find some something to talk about and something kind of fell into my lap that that deals with COVID-19 right now. And I just wanted to point it out to some people. You know, this this pandemic is obviously very serious, and I don't think that anybody is going to debate that. It's it is frustrating. Um 
you know we we are we can naturally feel uh, a whirlwind of emotions from anger to fear to anxiety to frustration to depression um, you know, and, and any, anything and everything in between you know we are experiencing um, grief and trauma in a way where we still can't heal you know our mental health and our emotional stability is still on hold you know um someone someone recently compared it uh in conversation with me to 9 11 uh and as someone who lived through it you know when i was in college the difference is that with 9 11 the healing was able to begin right away it was it was uh, you know a, a a a period of pain you know it was a, a a pregnant moment as we as we witnessed the atrocities and then we began to come together immediately with covid-19 that moment continues to go on you know that moment continues to extend more and more as we try and fight the good fight of just figuring out what in the world is going on how do we stop it and you know and anything that that's that, that's under the sun when it comes to that so it's exceptionally important for us to accept the fact that these are things that we're feeling it's very much like accepting you know frustration or anger or anything uh, you know when our team loses you know it's it, we 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 project ourselves onto our sports teams onto our idols and whatnot and you know it's it's okay to feel certain things when 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 our our teams our players our athletes come up short you know it's more about how we act on them it's more about how we release those those feelings that makes it a problem or inappropriate you know it's when when we feel anger or frustration over a loss and then we take it out on someone inappropriately um, or we you know we get so mad that we have to like punch something in order to let frustration out um, you know that's that's where the issue lies and I think that you know where we are with this as as we examine where we have gone since the beginning of march and where we are now um frustration is evident as we begin to look at uh some of the bigger issues that don't necessarily pertain directly to covid 19 but almost indirectly and i i'm specifically thinking about our economy there has obviously been a lot of uproar a lot of protests, a lot of riots, a lot of however you want to describe them, uh, in response to uh, this way of life. You know, um, people are upset that their lives have been stopped. People are upset that they are being inconvenienced, um, and the the even more unfortunate thing is that the people who are not in favor of these protests are basically 
mocking the people who are protesting. Unfortunately, the the issues that COVID nineteen have has has brought to our attention has it, it has immediately become a political issue. Um, and it, it serves no point to point fingers and to say whose fault it is. That would be poor sportsmanship. What is essential here, what is absolutely necessary, is empathy and love and trying to understand where everybody is coming from. We, as, as a society, as a country as a people need to understand what is happening in the minds of those who feel the need to act in a way that might be different than what we would expect uh it's it's i think it's very very easy for someone to disagree and immediately just say well that person's an idiot that person's stupid that person doesn't know what he or she is talking about um that's our go-to as a society we see it very very easily between the two sides of the political aisle in our country I'm not here to take sides today. I'm not here to say one side is, side is right or wrong. What I'm trying to do is to say that we need to understand that both sides, regardless of who we associate them with, regardless of who is the front person both ideologies have merit and are valid whether or not we implement them is a different story but the the emotion and the reaction that comes with this this way of being is completely logical you know i i tried to understand what's going on here in the minds of these people who are protesting and in the minds of the people who are very quick to dismiss the protesters you know it's not it doesn't take a lot to go on social media and see some of the really nasty things that people are writing about these protesters and 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 about any political figure and and you know it just it just gets it gets out of hand okay um, from my point of view, what I see is hurt. I see pain. I see hurt, mental hurt. I see the mental health of our country being attacked. And I think that the people who were protesting, and I think the people who were calling out the protesters are both coming from that same place of hurt within their mental health. It's very simple. It, it just comes down to the fact that people want to be heard. 
people want to be understood people want to be loved people want simplicity stability normalcy familiar settings people don't like change they want to be safe and secure and that's all that's driving the motivation here I think that the people who are protesting are doing so subconsciously out of fear that they will never be able to recover their lives again our society operates in a way where putting a giant bookmark in the way that we operate is not a smart thing to do it's unfortunate that we have to do it but when you consider how our economic formula revolves around credit and promissory notes and things like that and 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 how banks collect money and and offer out mortgages and and payment plans and whatnot people simply do not have the ability to stop life economically it doesn't work for very long and that's what these people are scared of people are being forced into retirement people are being furloughed laid off it has become a very very unfortunate turn of events and they don't they don't want to lose their liberty people want the right to work people want the right to earn their living and live their lives the way that they want to within the limits of the law obviously but they don't want other people telling them what to do they want to make up their own minds they're scared of change they're scared of what could be out there and think about it if you were running a business okay if you were a sole proprietor with a number of employees and then you had to put a giant bookmark in your business operations and you couldn't get income and your business was about to implode as a result you were going to go bankrupt because you could not do business how would you feel would you be scared would you be angry would you be anxious would you be depressed I mean all of these things are valid responses and that's what these people are feeling they don't want to lose everything that they've worked for and again I'm not saying that it's right that we have to agree with them I'm not saying that that the government has to give in and open up 
what I'm saying is that we have to have empathy for these people because we could very easily be in those shoes we have to understand their concern so my heart goes out to them because you know some of us are very blessed to have what we have but you know I'm a professional musician okay yeah I'm protected right now because I got a little bit of a salary coming in for some time but I know plenty of musicians who are gig workers who haven't seen a paycheck or unemployment or any part of a stimulus package yet and they're wondering how their life how are their lives going to go on and it's it's easy to say well they should have been prepared for this well it doesn't work that way all the time and placing the blame on them for being blessed with the gifts to entertain us is not productive and it's not showing love and empathy we have to just appreciate them too and we have to be able to say listen i get it even if i don't agree with it i get it and just because i might disagree with you does not give me the right to ridicule you your point is valid you're concerned i totally understand And the people on the other side who were the ones who were ridiculing them. I get it too. I think what, you, what, what those people are doing are, do, are ridiculing out of fear as well. People are afraid that we've made all this progress and we're almost out of the woods. And these people are going to screw it up. I understand the fear. I absolutely do. That's why it's imperative for us to be more loving and to show respect and good sportsmanship, which is related to this, to to all of these people. The issues have become political. And in politics, it's, it's a contest. Which side wants to be right? Which side wants to win out? So it all comes full circle here. You'd think that this wasn't a sportsmanship podcast, but it is. What we're trying to show here is that there are many places in life where you know there you know our difference of opinion might be misinterpreted as a as a as a contest, and politics is no different. And we just want people to understand that even when you disagree with someone, which is perfectly acceptable, that doesn't give you the right to shame them publicly. Listen, there are a lot of people with which I disagree, okay? And I'm not about to list them now, but... I mean, there are members of my own family that I don't see eye to eye with. 
I have musical colleagues I don't see eye to eye with. I have people within OSIP with whom I don't see eye to eye. But I, I value their opinions. And I believe that, that their opinions have validity. I can disagree with them. And I can, you know, and, and you know what? Maybe deep down I might think that they're completely nuts. They're out of their minds. That doesn't make them bad people. Every time I see a post on social media about these about about the differences of opinions over COVID-19 and the, the political nature of it, whether it be about the protests or whatever, it doesn't matter what side that post falls down on. I, I have to mute it. I got to get rid of it. Not because I disagree with it one way or the other. It's because it doesn't promote love, empathy, and sportsmanship. We need to do a better job. We need to do a better job of understanding. Not agreeing. We can have our disagreements. We need to do a better job of understanding why people feel and act and react the way that they do. Because the more that we do that, the more people will do that in turn for us when they don't understand why we feel, act, or react the way that we do. You know, it's funny. I wasn't sure when I was going to record this podcast, but I was I was online and I saw an article... And the article is by Olivia Goldhill on the website Quartz. And it's talking about Blaise Pascal, who's one of my favorite philosophers. He's from the 17th century, okay? And he's best known for Pascal's wager. And that, that wager, you know, again, I'm not trying to promote anything. I'm just trying to recount philosophy here. It's basically, the, it is the first formal use of decision theory where he argued that believing in God is the most pragmatic decision. But in this article, basically what's, what's being discussed is that Pascal also had the idea this is that, to say that if you want to tell someone that they're wrong, you first have to tell them that they're right. And I quote from the article, when we wish to correct with advantage and to show another that he errs, we must notice from what side he views the matter. For on that side, it is usually true. And admit that truth to him, but reveal to him the side on which it is false. He is satisfied with that, for he sees that he was not mistaken and that he only failed to see all sides. Now no one is offended at not seeing everything, but one does not like to be mistaken, and that perhaps arises from the fact that man naturally cannot see everything, and that naturally he cannot err in the side he looks at, 
since the perceptions of our senses are always true. So he's basically saying here that before you disagree with somebody, first look for the ways that they're right. And what does that mean in the course of our context? Understand the concern or the background or the feeling of the person with whom you disagree. I would challenge anybody out there who disagrees with those who are protesting over states not reopening to understand why they are doing that. Just like I would I would ask anybody on one political side to try and understand why another political side might feel a way that they do. And point out the validity of their argument. Tell them that from their point of view, they're right. And in turn, perhaps show them your side. It's crazy how this psychology holds true. Admit truth to them. Tell these people, these protesters, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. Our economic situation is very bleak. And you, you are right to feel the way that you feel. And then follow that up with, it should you choose, if you actually do disagree with the protesters, then you can follow that up by saying, but take a look from our side. Because from our point of view, this is what we feel. From your point of view, you are right. And you know what? Maybe you learn something. Maybe you persuade someone. Who knows? Anything's possible. I didn't think it was possible for us to have a pandemic. I was, I was wrong. Look, the point here is that we have to have... A, We've got to do a better job of showing empathy and love and compassion for people. We're in a very tricky spot right now with this coronavirus. And it's very divisive. Because people simply are just not on the same page. Some people are hovering in fear and anxiety and are staying home doing anything and everything that any government agency tells them and other people are saying listen the mental health we we're we're sick of this we 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 have sheltered in place we have stayed at home for a long time 
and this just isn't flying anymore. We got to get out. It's up to us as good people to demonstrate good sportsmanship. And we have to begin to see the validity of the other side. That doesn't mean we have to agree with it. It means we need to treat other people the way that we would wish to be treated. That's good sportsmanship. That's good sportsmanship in a nutshell. I hope that all of you listening are safe and well. You and yours are safe and well. And I know that we're all going to get through this. We're going to be fine. And the first step to being fine here is just loving one another and being kind and ask and and trying to extend the courtesies to other people to say I understand why you feel the way that you feel and I hope that you would understand that I feel the way that I feel we can disagree on two very valid points it's very simple I hope that we speak again very soon as soon as Sean is raring to go and I hope that we don't have to social distance too much more at the very least I hope we can uh, get things going so we can record from different locations through these magical interwebs and I hope that all of you take this message to heart and are able to produce it in your life. You got a lot of time on your hands right now, let me tell you. It'd be a good time to start practicing. We're going to be fine. It's going to work out. So from all of us here at OSIP, continue to fight the good fight. Remember, you can get in touch with the show podcast at osipfoundation.org or just osipfoundation.org and submit your stories facebook.com slash osipfoundation twitter and instagram at osipfoundation hashtag how you play the game it's been a pleasure we hope to talk to you soon and until then treat each other with respect how you play the game is a production of the osip foundation incorporated the producer engineer of this episode is sean ryan Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osifoundation.org.